here we go. Thanks for tuning in to the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. My name is Travis. I'm one of the hosts, but I'm not alone. I'm here with my gorgeous, beautiful wife. Okay, you can tell I'm in love. Dawn Rosinger. Hey guys, we're back again with you. So fun to have you join us again this week. As we're sitting here right now, I feel like we have a little bit of extra energy than we normally have because we just got back from a fun date afternoon, evening. Oh yeah. It was a long couple hour date. It was awesome. I think it was had. like an eight hour date. Yep. And I got my baseball cap on, I got my game face on. But it's because we had such a good time yeah. and we got dressed up and just had a had an awesome experience. You know what? Today is our day off and and so we woke up and had coffee on the couch, got to watch the news together, which we like to do. We worked out this morning, then we had lunch, made some good sandwiches, and then we headed out the door and we decided to explore a new coffee shop that's in the area. Yeah, it's not just a coffee shop, it's actually almost more of a bakery because they do catering. They, I mean, it's just massive amounts of pastries and bakery, but uh, it's all fresh yep. every single day. But then it's a legit coffee it shop is, yeah. and it's right in our neighborhood, not yep. far from our house. So and we're excited yeah, about it. Yeah, it was great. We had great coffee, but we also got to taste their caramel oils, which were really good. But then the manager or the owner actually came over and he put on the table a plate with two macaroons on it. And one was, oh. I think it was raspberry <laughs> and then a chocolate one. And you guys, these macaroons were amazing. Game Just changers. Yeah. So, so good. And Possibly some of the best I've ever yeah. had in my life. <laughs> and it was crazy, you guys. It was free. Like, he just brought them over. He wanted us to try them, and we were so excited, and we got a chance to chat with him a little bit. We played a game while we were there, and then we jumped in the car. Oh, by the way, I uh, won. You we played a game, game and I win. won. That's the, the most yeah, important part. Game. What was it called don't, again? Leave that, don't leave that out. What was that game it's, called? It's Farkle. Oh, Farkle, yes. I don't know why, but it's that, that game. game always reminds me of the word farts. But yeah. Farkle, Farkle. Farkle, yes. You did win today, which I think I usually win that game, so I was excited. But we jumped in the car, and we had our sights set on going to see a movie is a brand new movie that just came out and really got us thinking a lot about marriage. We got to share a large popcorn and man, you can't go wrong with movie theater popcorn. <laughs> Why is that stuff yeah. so good? It's like a drug. It was great. Yep. And with our diet, Dr. Pepper and Milk Duds. Like you guys, I'm a Milk mm, Dud fan. I mean, you yeah. have chocolate, you have caramel. And after you eat salty popcorn, it's amazing to have something sweet yeah, with it, like I don't, a, a milk dud. I don't know what it is, but just having that chocolate, that sweetness slide down your throat that's coated with grease yeah, yeah. and salt. Oh my gosh. It's like a marriage made in heaven. You know what? Our date wasn't over. At that point, we still had, it was like 6.30. We're like, hey, we're going to jump in the car and we're going to go for a walk. Um, it's really cold here right now in Minnesota. And there's like, what, uh, four feet snow banks. Yeah, there's so there's snow nowhere everywhere. to walk. You guys, we have so much so snow here. Much it's crazy. Snow. Um, but we went to the mall and we walked for about 45 minutes, got a couple miles in, and on top of it, a bonus. I walked yeah. by a store <laughs> and their clearance was 50% off the clearance price. So I... Bought four new sweaters, and I think they were five dollars each. Right, like some really of the tags, cute sweaters. Some of the tags are like these 60, are sixty dollars sweaters. Unbelievable they're, deal! I couldn't believe that. So and they they're uber modern. So. I mean, how could I not be excited? I got to go on a date with you. We laughed. We had fun. Watched a movie. Went for a walk. Ate good food, and I came home with new clothes. Oh yeah! I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. So you guys, we had a fabulous day, and it's been a great week. I mean, it's just been a really really good one. Well, 
Well, today we're talking about three things you can do right now to stop your marriage from failing. But honestly, it could also be titled three things you can do right now to help your marriage succeed. And I would almost say your marriage will succeed if you do these three things. But of course, there's a million other things in life that we can all mess up. But boy, these are three things that are going to absolutely set you on a trajectory of success and you will avoid failure. When we experience success, we gain confidence and momentum for life and our relationships. But when we experience failure, we, of course, get discouraged. We want to give up. And we can often end up in a downward spiral that is so damaging to our marriage relationship. Discouragement is definitely a very strong emotion. It kind of makes you want to stop and just give up. I agree with you. It's strong. Discouragement can be like uh, driving in a car. You're heading to a great destination. You've got momentum. You're almost there and you hit a brick wall and that that car is demolished, totaled, and you're not moving forward anymore. And that's what discouragement can do. And so we've had some discouragement and it's come in the form of failures. I, I know one in particular that I feel like was a failure or something I regret and it brought a lot of discouragement was I left college early. Now, of course, I did go on to finish my four-year degree and I went on to get a master's degree, but it still, it it, it slowed me down. My momentum, right. my professional development, it really slowed me down from the goals that I had for my life for myself and maybe even potentially impacted you, Don. Yep, absolutely. You know what? You actually still went and you finished, which was great, but if we would have done it a little bit earlier... Life could have been a little bit easier now looking back. Another discouragement speed bump that we hit in the form of failure was we should have gotten out of debt a lot sooner in our marriage, like right, right away, just got out of debt. But the college loans, things like that. We tried to be very, very wise financially, but there was some debt from our college loans. Yeah. And again, I agree, Don. We've always done our best to be frugal, to work hard, but we should have done whatever it took to get rid of that sooner. And that just caused discouragement in our lives and marriage. Another failure is that we tried to change each other we did in try. our marriage. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, goofy. Why would we try to change each other when we know we can't change each other? We can only change ourselves. Failure has also come our way in the form of us carrying grudges against each other. I, we're not talking about long-term grudges, but ones that, you know, maybe two, three, four days and, it, you know, steals our joy. Steals our joy and steals our time. Our, yeah. Right. It, it takes the quality of life it away does. for yep. three, four days. And you're like, why don't we just make up right away, ask for forgiveness and move on? And remember that we're on the same team and that we have each other's back. Skip carrying those grudges. Yes, we've had failures along the way, but we have had many successes as well. Although we had that college debt, the success of that is that we finished college. We went to school. We got degrees. And to me, that is a success. We've been married for 30 years. Travis, 30 years of marriage. That's something to celebrate. That is success. It feels good too, by the way. Within that 30 years, we've fixed and we've renovated. We've owned nine houses. Honestly, that was a success. If you saw the houses, what they look like before (laughs) to what they look like afterward, we can be proud and say, you know what, that was a success. Yeah. Another important one for us was uh, about nine, 10 years ago, our hearts were bursting at the seams of wanting to help couples. And so we kind of launched this idea of creating the 
content for marriage conferences. And we, we just wanted to do everything we could to be able to be there and bless couples, encourage them. And so that's where the name Loving the Fight came from. It used to be Loving the Fight Marriage Conferences. It still is, but yep. you guys know this is Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. And so we go out, we speak. We're the only speakers. It's been hosted at a whole bunch of different churches all the way from Florida to California. And that's not blowing our horn. That's just, we just had a burden and right. still do to go speak and to go bless uh, uh, lots of couples at one time and just encourage them, just like we hopefully do for you as you listen to this podcast. I think it's interesting that we said one of our failures was that we carried grudges against each other. And honestly, we've done things in our marriage that we aren't super excited about. We failed many times, but we were able to take that, what we learned, and create content. I love what Winston Churchill said. He says, success is going from failure to failure without the loss of enthusiasm. Like that is just key. Here we have failure, but we can take that same failure and we can create a success from it. Yeah, I think you're onto something, Don. The reason why this quote is so encouraging, so powerful is because the reality is most of our successes have many failures built within yep. them, but it was because we didn't give up, right, like yep. Winston Churchill says, that we didn't let those failures kill our enthusiasm. No, we were like, all. no way. Made we're not down. Actually. Yeah, we're failures at this moment, but we got up off the ground. We're yeah. full of dirt, you know, uh, not feeling great about ourselves, but we, we took a, you know, one more step and put another foot in front of the other and just kept going. These are just simple examples of how we have failed and that discouraged us and how we have succeeded in that, which caused momentum in our lives and in our marriage. So let's go back to this podcast, this topic today. What are three things that you can do right now to keep your marriage from failing? The things that will make it succeed ultimately. And that's what we're going to go through today. All right. So here they are. The first one is this. Make a choice to put God first. Period. <laughs> I thought so much about, you know, adding a ton of things after that. And then I thought, no, 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 no. Make a choice to put God first first. There's nothing That's, else to it's, say. It's vital. Your I mean, marriage that, won't succeed unless it, God is first. It's the most important thing. And we know this because Jesus himself said, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he said, God will give you everything mm, you yep. need. That's what he said in Matthew 6, 33. There's nothing more important than that. And here's what that looks like. It means praying every day. I would highly recommend that you're praying for 15, 20, 30 minutes by yourself, having that alone time with God, but talking to God throughout your day. And what does this do? It declares dependence on him and not on your own abilities or plans. You know, oftentimes, this is something I do before I even roll out of bed. I, I wake up a lot before my alarm. And as I'm laying there, I'm like, God, I need you today. And I invite God into my day before I even get out of my bed. Another thing that is just key with us, you guys, is reading your Bible for you and for others. Allow God's word to speak to you for today, this moment. And as you read it, Allow God the opportunity to put people on your mind that he might want you to share a passage with or to encourage them with God's yeah. word. I feel like there's times in my life when I'm reading the Bible where, to, man, it just explodes and I'm learning so much. And then there's times where I feel like God's a little bit more silent. 
But keep that discipline, keep going. Right now, God is just teaching me so much from yeah. his word. And a part of putting God first, come on, guys, the pandemic's over. The excuses are gone. Get back to church. Yes, if you're not it's at church, It's time to be back. in church yeah. in person. I, I was hanging out with some people just this last weekend in church, and they looked at me. These are people who just attend church. They're not leaders. They're not big volunteer uh, people or on staff. They just attend. And here's what they told me. They said there's no substitute for being in church. They've been watching online for a long time and they're like, oh, we're just so glad to be back in person. Let's be honest. That's seeking God first because God in the Bible says he wants us to be with other Christians together, worshiping shoulder to shoulder. So get back into church. What are you waiting for? Come on, man. There is no substitute. The second way to make sure that your marriage is succeeding and that it's not failing is this. Stop making excuses and put everyone and everything second after your spouse. Again, you guys. After your spouse. After. That is huge. Check out what the Bible says, starting in Ephesians 5, verse 22. It says this, Wives, understand and support your husbands in ways that show your support for Christ. The husband provides leadership to his wife the way Christ does to his church, not by domineering, but by cherishing. So just as a church submits to Christ, as he exercises such leadership, wives should likewise submit to their husbands. Husbands, go all out in love for your wives, exactly as Christ did for the church, a love marked by giving, not getting. Christ's love makes the church whole. His words evoke her beauty. Everything he does and says is designed to bring the best out of her, dressing her in dazzling white silk, radiant with holiness. And that is how husbands ought to love their wives. They're really doing themselves a favor since they're already one in marriage. Man, Man, so good. I love how it (laughs) describes the way that husbands should love their wives. That's incredible. This passage is all about putting aside the excuses and making sure that everyone and everything are second to your spouse. It's loving each other the way that Christ loves us. And so often we let sports, we let our jobs, we let pursuit of money, hobbies, addictions come first. And guys, it's time to get rid of those things and say, no, your spouse is number one. Everything comes second. You know, you won't have a good marriage and a deeply fulfilling relationship until you invest heavily on a regular basis into your marriage. So the key is this, you guys, be intentional. It's not the thought that counts. It is the action that counts. That's what intentional is. It's an action word. Intention is a thought. Intentional is the action. So be intentional about making sure that your spouse is number one. Yeah. And we can sit here and lie to ourselves and say that we have a great marriage and that, you know, is a thought, but it's not honest. It's not helpful and it's not reality. So being intentional is so important. And it's just saying, Hey, Everybody, everything comes after my spouse. The third thing that you guys can do right now to stop your marriage from failing is this. Find married friends who love and respect their spouses. You guys, this will give you both encouragement and accountability for your marriage. So basically, be in a faith-centered community that believes and encourages strong marriages. Find those friends, those other married couples that like each other, that love Jesus, and hang out with them. Yeah, some of the best athletes in the world hang out with some of the best athletes. And some of the most intelligent, you know, incredible researchers are probably in community with some of the other best 
best researchers in the world. Man, if you want to be successful in one area, hang out with other people that are killing it in that area. So find people who have great marriages, they love each other, and man, that's going to encourage your own marriage. Yep. And you guys, we're convinced that if you want to do more than just keep your marriage from failing, but actually helping it to succeed, you must do these three things. Again, put God first, stop making excuses and put everything and everyone second after your spouse. And lastly, find other couples who love their spouses and have great marriages to help encourage and strengthen your own marriage. If you guys do these three things, your marriage is going to succeed. It's not yeah, going to fail. It's not going to fail. No. It will succeed. It's like hitting the gas pedal on a sports car. Man, look out. You're going to sink into the seat. You're going to barely be able to hang on, and God is going to bless your marriage. Well, hey, guys, we just want to say thank you for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Remember, guys, you can do it. You got this. Keep loving the fight. We'll see you next time.